wire out wider. It's Storm Boy in front, 100 metres left to run. Highness can't bridge back the margin, then Spy Wire, but it's all Storm Boy, and Storm Boy is too good for them in the two year old. Storm Boy by three. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in studio with John Walter. How are you, brother? All the riffraff's gone for another year. My hip's gone for another year. No more golf. I'm retired. Outstanding. Johnny Farnham will start calling you. DK, you got the uh, post-holiday blues down in Melbourne town? Yeah, well, I'm one of that riffraff that Bolt was talking about. Had a, well, it was 10 days. I was pretty settled in up there after 10 days. It was a nice <laughs> routine. You know, it was uh, well, a couple of beers by the pool and into the mango daiquiris and into espresso martinis and out for dinner and into everything else. And it's lucky I had the kids there with me, actually. So it helped me slow me down about midnight a few nights. But, um, no, it was great fun up there. Great catching up with everyone. Uh, catching up with everyone. Uh, caught up with you guys. Met Tristan and Lloyd, which I didn't know. Tristan came up to me and said, actually, I've never actually met in person, even though I've been what? with Little Birdie for so long. So it was great to have a chip chat with him and chat with Lloyd. And uh, oh, it was great up there. Great, exciting. We had that runner in the first race on the in the Country Cup. and um, I thought it was a nice did, ride. Yeah, it was a good half a million dollar barrier trial. That was good. Thanks for <laughs> That was great. But um, yeah, it was good. Anyway, uh, probably I was saying the best thing was I took my young bloke, sort of got, got him riding Valdi's at age. He's 11 now and you know he lives, eating, breathes cricket, racing, uh, cricket, footies, basketball, but he hasn't really had an appetite for racing. So I thought I'll, I'll throw him right in the swing of things this time. So um, took him out to the sales. He saw one get sold for 1.4. It was Mind-boggling for him, then wandered over the stables with uh, with Jared to see the horse, and next minute he's feeding them all carrots and wandering around their boxes, and then took him to the races and got him involved there, and he was there with Willow, and Willow's you know pre-race talk, telling him about the whip and asking him all about his gear and everything, and he just came home and he just loved it. It was one of I reckon that's one memory will stick with him, and hopefully I want him over there. So that was a positive scoot, getting the getting the wet and the young young fellas' appetite for uh, for the great game. Fancy that, taking the kids to the track and getting them involved. Who would have mm. thought? Mm. Food for thought for uh, the administrators and uh, old mate Andrew Jones, who's under more pressure than the early settlers. Uh, the Gold Coast track, DK, uh, 10 out of 10. I thought uh, on the backup, well, it raced absolutely perfectly. Well, it did this, because obviously Willow Willow rode our thing, so he, he sort of worked out on the first day there the week before that the inside was the place to be and what he rode three or four winners, didn't he, or something, and... He walked the track again. He said it's got something to do with Kaikuyu. The track was worked perfectly, but he thought the inside might have been the place to be again, at least early doors on last Saturday, but they won from everywhere, didn't they? Like, full credit. Full credit to Navesh, and he'd be loving it up there, not having that, um, but, you know, all the dramas he had down in Sydney with all those torrential rain. I mean, you do get a lot of rain up there, but, uh, gee, it dried out, just dried out perfectly, didn't it? So, um, no, it raced perfectly, Scoot. Could beautiful, be the beautiful. Could be the best track in Australia. Can't believe uh, Trent Edmonds is uh, is leaving. Nico's uh, dialing uh, from home, so he's still with us. How are you, mate? I'm good, boys. Uh, I didn't venture up to the Gold Coast last weekend, so it was nice and quiet down here, but uh, we're chipping away. I uh, got a big meeting from Flemington on Saturday and a huge meeting from Hobart on Sunday as well. So I've uh, got two roughies at Flemington that can hopefully um, potentially run a place and then two that look pretty hard to beat at Hobart, so keen to rip in. The Gold Coast track probably just nestle in as number two, Flemington be number one, and then Gold Coast number two track, best track in Australia. Anything with straight racing is not a good <laughs> track. What about Rocky? Is Rocky going to get our straight track vault? Didn't I just hear that from those boys up there? Got the permit know, to extend one. that straight. Yeah, they've got the permit done. There it well, is. Yeah. We don't want to throw it in the bin. 
you won't see any mile races at uh, Mudgee for a while. The uh, the bloke who's on the director of the board there for 20 years, they they worked out how to a bit, pull the big coup to get rid of him but forgot to check that he owned the mile start, he owned the chute, he owns all the <laughs> land around the track. So now he's fenced it off. He's put a nice little fence up there. So you won't see any mile races at Mudgee for a while. Mile big fella's flexed his muscles. Gonzo. Mm. Yeah, you might, might want to check who owns the land your tracks were built on before you uh, start upsetting people. Wow, racing New South Wales, a little bit of an oversight yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> I think we might have uh, seen the uh, the death of the AirPods behind the gates. So it was all the hype, all the talk. AirPods going to get the jockeys uh, mic'd up. And I think uh, maybe the Sydney bowler drama is a classic use case of why that's a bad idea. The horse stuck under the gates and all the races got pushed back, sort of a race and a half. But um, that's they did, an they did the same thing here. Like, oh, the jockeys are all behind it. Then the first 10 people who respond to their the uh, jockeys. jockeys going, what, 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 what? Like, why do they do it? Why don't they actually consult who they say they do before they do, say, post Sorry, it? Just anyway. back to the back tax. Because obviously it was put them in, what, when they're galloping to the start and then, what, have them for a minute or two behind the gates and then then they've got to rip them out and pass them to someone or something before they load or something. Was that the oh, ideal scenario? Or? I think it wasn't even that. I think it was just behind the gates. But regardless, it's just there's so much going on. Like, it's just what, what are you going to gain from it at the end of the day and what could mm. you lose? Like, like Scoot said, like the horse with blindfold going nuts next year, anything could happen. Imagine a two-year-old race, 18 horses, and they're just trying to work out. Like the poor jockey's trying to concentrate. There's just no upside to it. They weren't on uh, Storm Boy and they weren't on Hippo. Built like a tank, went like a Learjet. So uh, we got that one right. And the other... Uh, yeah, well, just, just did did a what? Like, that's one of the biggest wins you'd see. Like, I know Hippo knew what he was probably had underneath him and Gage just said, just do what you've got to do. But to watch him, what do you... So caught wide, press, press, then just... Half missed like it, a, yeah. yeah. Half oh, missed wow. it, then jammed it, then jammed it again and oh. then took off. Like, Man, watching it, you just had to go, well, he's got it, something's going to come, and then Highness has had the best run you've ever seen in your life, was going to go straight past it, and then he just went into overdrive. Overdrive, yeah. Oh, it was, that was an enormous win. That was a highlight up there for sure. I thought um, Timmy uh, Timmy rode uh, two down Lizzie, and then Hippo rode Storm Boy, and I just love the way they sort of nursed him around that corner, let him balance up, and then they just, he just went from again right. and both it, horses. It, it, it looked ugly too down Lizzie because he was hanging. He wasn't it hanging. He was trying to nurse it, and it didn't. It looked mm. sort of off ski there for some stage for those who took the shorties, but uh, she kicked in in a straight. Thankfully, the guy, the guy, the guy kicked in. Tim, Timmy did say to me, not not the two done Lizzie horse, but the other one. He's like, oh, you know, I went temp in bowling with him for eight minutes after you guys tried to kill me at <laughs> was golf the other day. I was, I'd run, what That's I, why I had rope bad. burn on my ankle. I was sunburnt. I was cactus. Anyway, he did, he's like, I might be crazy, but I reckon this Storm Boy's a Cox Plate horse. He said, uh, you know, whatever it does this time and that, uh, I don't know, but he like, I think it's, it gives me the feel more of a Cox Plate horse. I've never heard him say that ever about a two year old. So mm. we'll see what happens. That was funny. I did laugh then because be what they you play golf, Walt play golf with Butler and uh, and Tim, and drop Butler off with us. I've had a big morning. God, now how long I took you? A big morning of golf. Off a of golf, we're off for a quiet beer. We're, and he, it, it, Walt, Walt and Timmy Clark drew it off and said to Butler, "Where are they going?" He said, "They're going a ten pin bowling." So uh, off he, they went. He he beat me about three years ago at uh, what's the one at Crown King Pin or something, oh, yeah. and he's yeah. like Never he's been ducking and weaving against me ever since. And he, originally, he used to be some champion uh, lawn bowler. We were going there, but we sort of uh. yeah, went to. I was too cactus <laughs> for lawn bowls, but um, I, I've got the title back anyway. 
I have to straighten the wheels up on the show here. Mm. Interesting from the Gold Coast uh, Turf Club or and Racing Queensland, $3 million slot race open to non-Magic Mean horses on the Friday night before the two-year-old race day. So they've always already got the wave on the Saturday before. Then they're going to jam in a Friday night meeting under lights, and it's for three-year-olds, 11-horse field, 1,100 metres. Well, makes a big week. Monster, imagine doing the Betfair Golf Day all up the races Friday night and still trying to have a bet on Saturday. Why would you put a race meeting on the Friday night before the Saturday? Why would you do it? Absolutely insane. Good luck to them. 20 races they covered over the two weeks, so it's nearly going to be 30 races in in, in that. Just crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. They've got an opportunity to make this track in time, you know, the premier track in Queensland, I'd say, some some chance of at least, you know, like the – it's Friday night. You can put on anything here. You've got the sales across the road that fund it all. Just look after the place. Anyway, interesting to see how uh, that race falls out. And I just, I just really picked my interest that they open it up to non-Magic Man horses to uh, enter the slot race. It was a bit of a head-scratcher for mine given uh, the whole carnival re- revolves well, you, around that I sale. guess you hope that the, all the premium Man horses are already running in a millions race the following day. So I guess that's line of thought. It's a strange one. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Anyway, today's show is going to be uh, pretty good. Uh, we've got Donnie's uh, via text only at this stage. Uh, he's keen on one early at Eagle Farm, and last week he hit that flare multi king of Sparta. Everyone found that one, but uh, Highness the Place just ran a beautiful second uh, behind uh, Storm Boy, so that was $3.50 jobby there. Testilator Silence was uh, an easy watch for you, Walt, all over it, and you got uh, Rosal Saturday. Oh, easy. It was awesome. I thought it would lead or be third defence. It was last. He ran up their backsides the half. <laughs> way. He looks like an absolute cowboy early in the race or something. I'm doing Tom Sherry, but got the result. Yeah, I noticed you're finding Tom Sherry a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying well, that? Well, who else do you find? There's no one there. There's no one there, but anyway. Nico found Chester Warrior last week at uh, Flemington. That was a beautiful one along the inside. And as he said, he's got uh, Hobart on Sunday, which is beautiful. Uh, I'll jump into the Eagle Farm slot this week. Uh, I think I've found one race or I found a potential horse that could be gone. Uh, and I'll preview that one. And What's top- happened to Radelaide, mate, if you're giving it a spell? Where? Radelaide. I thought you were the Radelaide man. Uh, they had that Oak Bank yesterday. So why are you, why are still, you Eagle Farm? I'm still digging around, but there's just not much doing over there. Fair it's pretty enough. pretty sloppy races, a lot of odds on pops and a lot of yucky stuff over there. Just a bit thin at the moment, Adelaide, but I'll get back to Adelaide, have punning for them when we'll travel. Top Sport Steamers found Union Army. He was knocking the door down at $6, so uh, it's been a, cu- a profitable couple of weeks for those guys. And as uh, DK said, first time he's met Tristan and the boys from Top Sport, make sure you give him a chance. Uh, this week, end on the punt. they got the protest payout. they got Top Flark. they got best of the best on the group run races when they return. And uh, the better yet, they're Australian-owned and operated. So make sure you bet local with topsport.com.au and uh, join them ASAP if you haven't already with one of our streams. Nico, uh, Flemington on Saturday. Uh, weather's been a bit uh, precarious. How do you expect Flemington to be on Saturday? Uh, I think it'll be pretty good. Seems like there's no more rain for the rest of the week here in Victoria. So uh, looking at what I was looking at, maybe that's completely false. They, uh, as we know with the bomb, they, they tend to get it wrong or hedge their bets. But uh, I think we should be on a pretty good surface. And I think it'd be a bit like the last meeting. I would be surprised if the meeting threw up a few curveballs. We're sort of hoping it does find a few at odds. But a few of those races look very, um, you know, they're going to be much relied on tempo and 
those kind of things. And I think that could um, mean a few of those favourites are a little bit vulnerable. So I, I don't think it's a bad day to probably look outside the obvious. I would have said the same thing. I had a quick look yesterday and very trivial. Flemington Race 6 is the first race you're going to go value hunting and it's the VRC Life member John Dale Mile over 1,600 metres and is a favourite here, equal favourite with uh, Botany. And you got at $4 and you got Naval Seal six fifty, El Salido $8.50, Son of Sol 11 Verify first up's an interesting run at $11, Apertivo 11 and you got Hasseltoff at 13 And then uh, the roughie that Nico has found here is the Cunning Fox at uh, $71. And we're going to have a look at his trial at Tatura, and you're going to tell us why you like it. The big grey, uh, he pinged out of the barriers in this trial and did the same thing in his first trial um, at Taralgum where he was going to hit the line really strongly and then Billy just kind of eased him back out of the heat. They let him hit the line here and I thought this was a really slick piece of work. There's uh, a few nice horses in this um, event. Uh, the pain horse to his inside goes pretty well and then Jacka Wob Wobby's um, outside in there and I just thought he hit the line really well here. He's a horse that can get out over a lot further than this 1,600-metre distance, but I think he's just flying. Um, and looking at this race, I just wanted to be around Zambagini. Naval Seal's not much chop, and then where do you go looking? You're looking at horses like Verify. I think the Cunning Fox may be a better horse, um, although he brings in some some better form lines last campaign. And I just thought, you know, it's, it's probably a race to go looking for some fresh horses. It didn't seem like there was going to be a lot of tempo. And a horse that seems to be absolutely flying at the trials, if he can get back and just um, hit the line strongly here and potentially get a race shape to suit him first up, Billy Egan aboard for Patrick Payne. Not often one of these goes around at $71. It looks to be flying. So I think he can now perform his SP. I wouldn't even be surprised if the market had a bit of a look at him and he starts closer to 30 or 40s, um, given some of his figures. And you go back through his form last campaign, he did start favourite around this time last year against Right You Are and Ain't No Deal Done. Um, so the market's always had a huge opinion of him, and I think he's just airborne coming back this prep. So uh, he just seems wrong price at $71, and I think he can run a big race fresh. So happy to have something on him. In a bit of a tricky race, I think there's probably a few other horses that can run well also. I think Verify is um, definitely an intriguing runner first up, but uh, yeah, the Cunning Fox just seems way too long at $71. If you go deep, 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 deep into the form he's got okay performance around the 1400 uh, 1600 meter uh range with uh our Adonte and uh, and love tap and horses like struck by and things like that so yeah i guess uh not the strangest thing i'd see and yeah el salido and verify sort of picked my interest a little bit but uh definitely a race that looks up for grabs anything uh your ndk yeah well i was like so nico it sort of um seemed a tricky race to me i mean El Salado's one we've tipped on the show here, so he's sort of one of mine. Riverfire, I think we found on the show when he won last prep. He resumed, so uh, for looking for further, but so does Cunning Fox. Zambagini sort of, it's the obvious there, but it feels just feels a bit icky. It's got to run a bit, on the run a strong mile at Flemington. So, uh, no, I, I can see, um, yeah, even race, but I can see why Nico's uh, value hunting there. Outstanding. All right. Well, 71 and $10 at Top Sport, so uh, maybe uh, have something each way. It, uh could be primed to run a really big race there. So race 10 is the next one I'm going to have a look at. And, wow, he's uh, he's definitely going value hunting again here. And this is the uh, the VRC life member, Anthony Yankin Sprint, over 1,000 metres. And uh, Johnny Rock is a favourite here. $4.20, twenty Lakota five five William, six fifty Mornington Glory, six fifty Cashini, nine fifty Manhattan Thunder, 10 Bristler, 10 And the horse outside of the market that Nico likes here is Bifrost at $26 for Billy Egan and uh, the Brown Camp from uh, New Zealand. Here it is, Nico. Yeah, this stable's flying. We're uh, with the grace on Saturday. Uh, too bad it's not a wet track. But um, I think this horse, they've kind of worked him out a bit. I just think he's a complete fresh horse. Um, 
thousand meters seems to be his trip. They've tried to extend him out in the past, but they seem like they're just happy to keep him at these shorter courses. And I thought this is a really good jump out um, for a horse for a first up run outside his Foxicon. There's a big gap back to third in La Zebra. He's got ability. Um, obviously, he's going to jump out pretty well being a short course horse, but. I just feel like this race, like Johnny Rocker's favorite, coming off some weird sort of Queensland form. I think if Wigan ran up to his best, he probably would win, but he was pretty disappointing last start. And I don't really know why he's here, um, given his sort of profile. And then you go outside of them, like Lakota Fire looks like he might want further. This campaign hasn't jumped out. Terrific. Mornington Glory's just a bit beaten up. He keeps running well, but he can't win a race. So I think it opens up quite fast. And you've got Bifrost from a stable these just been trucking the last sort of three months. I think they've really sort of started to work out. Akinum, a horse who you know, flies fresh, jumped out well, has a big turn of foot, probably going to get to the outside lanes and get Billy Egan. So I thought if you knocked a few of those inside the market, the race opens up very quickly. And um, he's a horse who I think has you know just as much ability as a horse like Manhattan Thunder and a few others who are $10 and he's 30 So uh, I think he's right in play. And if he runs up to his jump out and can get to the right part of the track and get a bit of luck, I could see him storming home here fresh at, at a big price. Horse like Cashini? Yeah, well, she's she's going well, but I think we backed her maybe two starts ago on the syndicate and she had every possible chance at Caulfield with the the bias in her favour. Then she was okay last up. You know, I think this is probably her level. It's probably like most of them in this field. It's probably around their level and I think he's probably at that level as well. So uh, the two I'll be back in the race is um, Biofrost. I'm going to have something on Rock Profit. I thought he jumped out really well leading to this campaign and got into that race first up at Flemington. He just had nowhere to go. Probably lost interest late, um, but I think he can prove definitely second up at 60 to 1 as well. So we're value hunting at Flemington, but I think it's a day to do it. Um, you do see on these sort of off-season programs, that's when the roughies can tend to lob. So yeah, I'll, I'll be having, I think Bifrost can run a really good race fresh and I'll be having something on Rock Profit as well. Hmm, might have to start a new segment, Nico's Quaddy Legs, and I can uh, do a cameo role as well. DK, I can't really add much more to uh, race 10 at Flemington. Anything that catches your eye? Oh, well, I firstly caught my eye was these trials of this Johnny Rocker, like dead set smoke, John Allen just swinging off this thing. I mean, I, this is from Queensland as well. Know this horse? Like, I mean, it hasn't run Huge tip for it. It's first, um, first couple of starts. Huge. Huge. So. They yeah, could have, big watch. Yeah, big watch. I mean, I want to see market strength. If there's market strength for it late, like he's just – he locked it down on the line two ago and then, you know, it's just smoking underneath him. And um, I'm interested in seeing Mornington Glory at 1,000. It obviously doesn't run 12, and I reckon 1,100's right at absolute max as well. And he's a good horse. That horse beat him the other day, Midtown Boss. I, I think in, um, I'll give him one Mornington Glory or more chance at 1,000. I, re- I reckon that might be the trick to him, 1,000 metres and um, camped on him. So uh, they're sort of the two I was doing. Quaddy, doing the scoots Quaddy, Nico's Quaddy, we can, um, yeah, interested in those, mate. All right, we might, um, just to uh, appease a couple uh, at home, um, we might too have a quick look uh, at a couple of the Quaddy legs, just a bit of a giggle. Race 7, Flemington, Ray Magnerio, Jungle Jim, Dehorn, Unicorn. Dehorn, Unicorn's up in um, Queensland as well. I see it's uh, Jill nominated there. And you've got horses like Zoo Sensation, Pink Bowtie. Anything uh, stick out there, Nico, quickly? Oh, I thought. Lean? Probably Ray McNerio on top from Jungle Gym, but not much between them, I didn't think. Mm, like, like, similar. 
Yeah, I think Pink Bowtie is a horse that would definitely be suited uh, up the straight. Uh, he didn't really finish that far behind. Uh, Raymond near a few starts back either. Race eight, uh, Oceans Above, Divine Purpose, Torrenzino, Slain, Lording in the market there. Oceans Above, jeez, uh, they said it a task last time. We sent it for the syndicate, ran second, typical. Uh, I thought it was suited again with a better ride. Yeah, I, I really came on to Torrenzino in this race. I thought he was just- Another horse that was way over the odds at ten dollars started favourite last time an open race and just got a little bit too far back. His best runs last campaign where he got to two thousand gets a good map from barrier number ten probably just slots in behind them and should be a good early tempo here. So he's another horse on the, on the day a bit of odds I'll be back and I thought he was he's a really strong chance of winning there. So yeah, I'm pretty keen, Tyrantina. DK's camp, yeah, Bushka. Bushka, yeah. No, I, I saw he, he appealed to me too. Yeah, so um, you know, Tyrantina loved Pushko. I was just. In good form, still that stable. So, um, and Divine, I think Divine Profit there was another one you could throw in. Scoot had no luck, got, got too far back the other day. So, being more prominent on Saturday, I would think. Mm, race nine around out the court. Uh, Bell Air, Helix, Space Tracker, Elkington Road, Right and Rose. He's our Bonneville, Lafargue. So, Risque, Rumbled again, British Columbia. Oh, heck, I might have to go wide on that one. Nico? Yeah, I didn't mind Elkington Road. Backed him out of the yard first up. Things returned really well. Get Zara, good map. Ballet, you probably definitely got to have in your quaddie, and I think Milton Park can really improve. Being made with a lone leader in this race, it didn't look a lot of speed, and I thought he'd be a big improver off not having much luck first up at July. If he runs back up to his best runs from sort of last campaign, he ran fourth behind Pinstripe, uh, he'd be right in this race at 101, so he's, he's in the quaddie as well. Jeez, I don't know. You, you might have been at the Jungle Drums. You might have been at that Waltz bloody bongo drum Man, with some of this uh, out there thing, it's a real Larry Ashman, Nick Ashman, Ruffy hunting vibe, different sphere. DK? I was just saying, everyone can take one one out here because if you want, because it'll be the old I'm dropping off and it makes it immoral, it's just Helix. I just can't go on anymore, can't go on, just keep back, it just keeps getting beat. So I'm going to drop off it on the weekend and no doubt it'll hit the, hit the target. But um, I mean, it's racing well, but it just keeps running to one better, the bloody thing. Mm. Uh, well, anyway. wasn't, Joe, wasn't Joe McNeil's best ride last start? Mm. No, he Jay just sat Carr's three wide positive. and then just gassed it from the 800. So, yeah, yeah true. Absolutely. good form, but so there yeah. you go. Yeah, there's a, there's a few possible improvers there. So uh, anyone that uh, thinks that we talk too much and don't tip enough, there you go. There's the uh, the quaddy legs at Flemington. So hit rewind, get your biro out, circle the uh, the old race page, and there you go. You can knock yourself out with a uh, a quaddy and uh, make sure you do it uh, responsibly. That's some of the feedback, is it? That's the feedback we get? Yeah, yeah and I was surprised because you weren't on the show. They must be oh, talking about Walt. Well, last one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can't you can't can't please them all, but uh, fingers crossed we've uh, done it this time. So there's Nico's uh, best couple of uh, value bets across the card, and it does. It looks like a race of and a race day of uh, some pretty uh, trivial events. I would have thought. So uh, make sure you tread carefully, and uh, good luck to anyone playing at Flemington. But uh, it's good to have a couple of Flemington meetings in a row. Uh, should be uh, more racing at Flemington, I'd say. Uh, there's a bit of a weather watch up in Eagle Farm, so I'm going to have a look at one. I think it'll uh, sort of be in the soft range. It's going to rain for the next two days. I know they uh, pushed back Bell in a cup last week, and they probably touch and go uh, for tomorrow as well. So, yeah, as DK said, not every track up here is drying as well, but uh, I'd expect a, a rain effect track at Eagle Farm 
tomorrow, sorry, Saturday regardless. Race six at Eagle Farms, the one I like here. It's the uh, congratulations Barry Baldwin class six plate over 1,400 metres and substantial's a favourite here, $2.70. Betcha the Crown, $3.40. Wairi Falls is $8.50. Indian Dreamer, $10. Alcyone, $11. Marnix is $13. And then Golden Point, $15. Olakonadu, or from the Dodson Yard is $18, Albert $26 and uh, better the rest. There's two horses that I like here. I'm going to take on um, Substantial at the price. I just think at $270, I know he's got all the Grabini form. Um, Tim did as well. Mm, I'm not sure if he's going to start, but uh, that's the horse I want to take on. This is a horse I like. I think he's still on the upward spiral. It's uh, Betcha the Crown, and he just gets run down by Midnight in Tokyo here. Just hit a flat spot for a, a couple of hundred metres, and I sort of put that down to maybe the uh, the rain-affected track. I think it was a soft six that day, but uh, I thought he uh, kicked back again on the line and through the line he was sort of starting to sort of come again. But um, he's usually raced uh, in, in the – in the earlier starts of his career, he always sort of come from back, and that was the first time he's sort of been out in front. So I think he'll take some benefit from that, and he's definitely a horse that uh, can handle any sort of wet track conditions, uh, taking a smaller price here, but I think they'll push you forward or he can sit sort of first, second, or third pair, and I think he can be even stronger late. So I think he's the one that you want to be with, and the sneaky value pick here is Alcyone. So Kelly Schweider, uh, one of my favourites, Uncle Kelly, he's uh, – Got this horse. It's in the orange, and CJ Graham is just absolutely swinging off this horse. They just dragged it straight back to last, and no, I don't really want to go out to the outside here and just keeps it inside, and I just like the way he sort of get to the line. I guess there's nothing much uh, in his, his sectionals, this horse, but absolutely loves sting out of the track, and uh, the horse out in front is Tamerlane, Freedom Rally, and I think it was like a $300,000 race, so now gets back to a classics plate, second up. And prior to that uh, first up run, I thought it tried uh, pretty well over a 1,000 metres, which is not its go at all, behind a horse called uh, Rothfire. So I think this horse is primed, and at $11, if there's a uh, an upset, I think uh, CJ Graham might be a little bit keener from, uh, I think, the widest gate to hook it out and just come storming over the top of those uh, those runners there. So I think Alcyone's the definite uh, fly in the ointment there if uh, Betcha the Crown is sort of weak late. But um, the, uh, that's a two-bet strategy for me. I just think Substantial's a bit in the abyss, this horse, Walton. If it gets to the heavy range, um, he's like maybe stays in Sydney, but it's not really a horse. I, I saw him at Kembla that day and I didn't really like the way he got through it. Yeah, he's in one of the races that I'm betting in Sydney and the reason is oh, he's actually just been scratched, so it looks like he's coming up here. Uh, literally must have just been scratched. So, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he, I was happy to bet around him in Sydney, but a far stronger race in Sydney too. So, uh, yeah, they've obviously come up here looking for a easier target, so it must be a bit of D-Day action for Substantial. Yeah, I think he's absolutely – could be absolutely gone on the horse. But it is a drop back in class, but happy to risk him, especially on the uh, the wet – the uh, the if it gets to the heavy range, I'll be having more on. Uh, punningform.com.au is how I do my form. Uh, as Walt said, I can uh, get into Adelaide and I can go into Flemington and get down to Tassie. I can terrorise uh, the bookies anywhere. So if you want to up your game, make sure you head to punningform.com.au and start learning about the benchmarks and sectional data with those guys for pre- and post-race analysis walt uh rose hill on saturday uh you guys have had a fair bit of rain too down there yeah it looks perfect though from now on so i it should be it should be perfect the track i think there are six or seven this morning but unless something weird happens between 
between now and then it looks like it should should get back to sort of four or five at the worst, which would be nice because, you know, if you like a five at Rose Hill just to make it a little bit fairer. If it gets a bit firm, it can be a bit leaderish. So, um, yeah, I, I sort of like it when it's in that four to five range anyway. Ferris Racing, beautiful. Race uh, five is the first one we're going to have a look at. It's a Toyota Forklift Handicap over 1,100 metres. Cabalus is the favourite here, 290 into 260 at Top Sport. Soldier of Rome, 440. Epic Proportion, 650. Steffi Magnetica is $8. Uh, Bomaria is $10. Satin and Silk, 11 And $13 about Thunderlips, and you're getting further out of the market. For the rest of those, we're going to have a look at the trial of the favourite here, Cabalus, and this is the one that you like. Yeah, so it's a Walla horse uh, now gone to Bjorn. They paid plenty of money for this horse, but uh, sort of trial speaks for itself. This is its second trial. Uh, first trial was was really good as well, but um, you can sort of see the way this horse moves, and they're not they're not um, Humpty Dumpty horses in this trial. And you can see sort of with that minimal pressure, <coughs> the way this um, this horse gets to the line. So uh, yeah, finds a race where it looks like they'll absolutely fly, which is again important. Um, yeah, this horse looked really good for Waller. It was a bit of a funny – he gave it a weird preparation, sort of kept it up longer than you would have expected him to, and then then it went for sale. So I was sort of coming into this prep with Bjorn thinking maybe it was a bit of a weird purchase, but the way it's trialling, uh, you've got Soldier of Rome, Epic Proportions, Satin and Silks of, you know, Mad Leader, Willenda drawn wide, Thunder Lips. They've got three horses from the, from the Bjorn stable here, which is a bit interesting, all going to push forward. At worst, they're going to be sort of a, a solid tempo, you'd think, and I think this horse will just sit back and Josh, uh, not too many rides on the card. He'll be he'll be keen to go on this horse. Bjorn will be absolutely thriving if uh, if this gets up. You know, he'll be just in the in the mounting yard all over the shop. If this gets up its first start off Waller, he'd love to win with it fresh. I think it'll be absolutely primed. Yeah, it was like three dollars or something last night, uh, two sixty. I think still fair enough. I yeah, I struggle to see how they'll hold this horse off. To be honest, odds on you reckon. Um. Oh, I can see it firming. I, I, yeah. The price is not too, too big a thing. I think it'll probably be winning. I'm not too worried about the price. I just, yeah, like it, it, stable means maybe the danger, and it won at Bathurst or something. First up went really well, but you know, like Soldier of Rome to me looks a horse that's probably going to wait 1400s more. It's go uh, inside draw 1100. Not it'll get softened up, maybe a little bit one pace late, and this horse just looks to have a nice turn of foot, and perfectly placed here. Mm. The eight was the horse. It must have been tipped a couple of times in your chat room, and it makes sense because you got Orange and then uh, Wellington, where it's that's one well both starts. Yeah, so. one of the guys in there's a part owner of it, and um, I think Tim and Josh have ridden it a few times. So mm. yeah, it's actually I think Josh was down on it in the other race, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. But uh, Boomerang, sorry, is the other horse. It's very fast horse in the race, so it's just you know it's one of those times where you see a race and you go with five liters. Maybe it won't eventuate, but these horses are basically all speed horses. Like that's all they've got. So I don't think they've got an option to take a sit, especially sort of satin and silk and bomaria, what it's called. So camp off from JP and let it rip. Beautiful. All right. Sounds like you got a uh, horn for that one. So chips in jobby. Rose Hill Race Seven is the Shandon handicap, and as you say, substantial has literally just been scratched. So uh, six cent seductions for anyone that's played. Before we've recorded the show, Danastar's a favourite here, 320, powerful peg, 380. Uh, Excelitis or Excelitis, uh, $3.90. Robusto, 
Wow, still up three dollars ninety. Uh, Mission Phoenix seventeen dollars. Podium Queen seventeen. Barossa Rosa and then a, a Silvery Warrior round out the betting. The horse you like here is Powerful Peg, and it's ridden by uh, Dildo Dylan Gibbons. Dildo, so yeah, this is coming widest here in the, in the green colours. Bit of an underrated horse that just never runs poorly and. He seems like the sort of horse that no matter what sort of grade you put him in, he seems to find that level. He, he maybe early looked like he was not so progressive, but they just every time they step him up, he just keeps finding the line, and that's what you've got to love about this horse. First horse exposed here, first up, and, and just gets nutted late by, uh, I think that's old Jamie Spar through the middle there, Union Army on the outside mm-hmm. who okay. came out and, and won well since. The only little query, like second up 1,400, is the gate. He's just drawn a little bit sticky with similar horses, like similar speed horses drawn inside and out of him. Potentially, if he sort of boots forward, I could see him sort of lobbing the 1-1 pretty easy. But if he is a little bit hesitant and gets caught back, that's my only little query. They're, they're just tall horses that have pretty much found their mark. Excelidus was really good to us last start. He's probably the danger again and has the better draw. Uh, but I think this horse is just sort of a bomb-proof type. He just keeps finding, and he's in it. I think he still hasn't found his ceiling, whereas I think these guys kind of have, and I just can't see him running poorly. What is he, $4-ish? I think that was before Sustain. Mm. It was like four fifty before Substantial came out. I think around $4 is, is certainly uh, worth looking at uh, in just a, a race that's very even, and he's got a bit of X factor about him where the rest sort of don't. They need things to fall their way to win. So just need half a dildo ride. Just need a yeah. If we get the if we get the big twelve inch dildo, um, you know, premium dildo, we'll it, it'll be all over. <laughs> Beautiful. That makes sense to me. And you got a good handle on those horses, so we can push along. And RacingWatch.com.au is the chat room that I reference. You can get Telegram or you can get in the uh, the Discord channel. And it's a uh, it's a haven. It's a real safe sanctuary for um, punters. And it's a uh, it's a place safe we can sanctuary. Yeah, you can learn about all sorts of stuff and weird and wonderful conversations. So uh, step away from your family and get into the Discord channel and uh, you can become as sick as uh, John and myself and uh, watch racing and talk racing 24-7. So make sure you check out racingwatch.com.au. Nico, it's uh, it's the, what, Elwick uh, Stakes slash 1,000 Guineas slash Summer Cup, Hobart Cup lead-up sort of race day on Sunday. And looks like a cracking card there at uh, Hobart on Sunday. Yeah, big card. And I'll, you know, honestly, I've still got a fair bit of form to do. So I just sort of skimmed through the, the key races for today's um, show. But if you want the full form, uh, they'll be on the racing.com tipping hub probably uh, sometime Friday or at least before Saturday. So uh, make sure to tune in there. And uh, yeah, I think it's a really good program. So might still find some other bets in a few other races. But for this show, I think we've, um, we've found two that look pretty hard to beat. We might uh, double them up. Outstanding. Hobart race it is the first uh, one we're going to have a look at. It's 1,000 guineas, 1,600 metres, and Wings of Songs is the horse that you like. You can have a look at the replay, uh, winning the Taz guineas. Bullish, dominant P-Pain, uh, red with the white cap, set it alight early and lights out. Yeah, and this race doesn't look much stronger. Um, I was surprised she went around so long in that event, to be honest. She didn't have the easiest of runs. Dry McNeil sort of set her alight from the the six or maybe even the 800 and um she was still too strong from late i think she'll be a filly in time that gets better over a further distance um i know they say we were giving her a bit of a chance uh in the oaks and i think she got scratched the morning of or the week of um just didn't you know come through her last run well enough but they've gone out of tasmania and yeah they won what a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar race last start that was dead set of benchmark 64 so they've placed her well um 
Looking at the operation at the moment, just looking at punting form, it says she has trained trainers, Tatum Trinder. So I would be assuming she's probably stayed in Tasmania with Trinder and uh, she might continue her preparation down there, go to the Thousand Guineas, which is on Saturday, then on to the, the Oaks campaign. But um, yeah, main danger looks the, the horse that ran second there and she had it well and truly covered. And this just looks like an easier event, similar ride. Um, and you'd still think she's got a little bit up her sleeve. She might even get a better run from the inside draw. The tab did go up, and I think they'll around a dollar seventy-five. Hopefully, we get a little bit better on the day, maybe a bit of evens. Um, I think going forward, the one that could potentially um, do a bit of damage late is Badong. She is coming back in distance, but gee, it was a massive win last start at Devonport on the synthetic. Didn't look like she handled the track at all. Missed the start, got back to last round the field up, and still won in dominant fashion. Maybe once they get up to twenty-one hundred meters, she can make more of an impact. Um, but I think she's around double figures. I probably wouldn't lose on her. Um, but yeah, Wings of Song looks looks very well placed. If she runs up to her last start, she'll be extremely hard to beat. So um, yeah, hopefully a little bit of a drift, but uh, definitely could jam her into some multis or doubles if you're looking to play that way because she looks very hard to beat. I can't uh, add any more to that, but uh, I do see that uh, Benong kicked off at uh, Wangaratta, so I'm sure DK's... Uh remembers uh, that horse but um, race nine's the next one we're going to have a look at uh, Hobart and it's the summer cup so as I referenced before Hobart cup's not till the uh, 11th of February so hold your horses it's uh, it's not the uh, the main event but the horse that uh, you found here Nico is the three and it's a Lambert lad it's uh, again Paddy Payne who seems to be targeting Tasmania yeah um, he's on the quick backup this day he ran up Ballarat and then they backed him up um Race shape didn't quite work out for him. It was quite solid run. He got caught wide, had to push forward. I think if Billy had probably had it kept really rolling with that tempo, um, I think he probably would have finished a bit stronger. I think he likes a more of a test, this horse. He doesn't even have a big turn of foot. He just kind of grinded away there. The winner is Regal Power, who raced well enough throughout the spring in some okay races and might have just been a little bit better than, than him on the day. But um, he's had a trial since then. He trialed really well. He's back to 2,200 meters. And I'd be expecting in a race where a few of these have shown a fair bit of intent as a Hobart Cup lead up and probably some of them trying to get their prize money up to get into a race like that. I could expect a, a genuine race with a bit of pressure, um, which would suit him coming back in distance to 2,200 meters with the trial between runs. And probably at peak, um, from a yard point of view now, uh, having the, that last run and um, yeah, probably getting to peak fitness. So I thought there was a lot of boxes ticked for him. and. He's a horse last campaign that um, he bumped into some pretty smart horses uh, at the end of last campaign, uh, including mostly Cloudy one day at Flemington, who went on to run really well on the Bart Cummings, United Nations. Um, he ran around some good races, Serpentine. You know, if you're, you're lining up the Tasmanian form, I would say these Tasmanian feature races are probably like benchmark 78s, maybe benchmark 84s being very generous and well, Amber Lad's form suggests he's probably more like an open class of horse and, um, you know, put that all relative Victoria. I think that makes him pretty hard to beat in a race like this. Like, Ashy Boy's racing really well. Absolutely flying for the new stable with Glenn Stevenson, but you look at his form when he was over here in Victoria, he, he would struggle to win a benchmark 70. I think he has improved um, with the new stable, but he's probably a little bit of a question mark getting out to a strong 2,200 meters. Swoop Dogs, you know, he's very consistent. He ran in the Devonport Cup last start. He won this race last year, I'm pretty sure. Um, so he'll be suited getting out to 2,200. But I think if Alhambra Lad turns up at his best um, and gets a good ride from the draw with John McNeil, I think he's he's probably too good for him. Just have the class edge on his rivals. So 
You could probably take the double, take the the pain too. We use the song into Alhambra Lad, but I think Alhambra Lad's um, definitely worth backing by himself around that 230, 240 mark. Does send a bit over the odds. Yeah, outstanding. Just need a, a, a good at near ride, which is a bit frightening, but um, go for the double and uh, and collect on on Sunday. So uh, two really good plays there. And as uh, Nico said, there'll be more action on the racing.com website. And the other website that we love is the, uh, the Taz Racing Form Plus Pro site. So you can... You don't have to sign up, but if you do, uh, it's free to join on the tazracing.com.au website and you get access to additional replays, add-ons, the steward vision, and you can build your own black book and uh, receive uh, SMS or email alerts. So great uh, domain to uh, dip your toe into the water and you get to see the benefit of a couple of those Melbourne horses that uh, maybe change trainers or go down for the carnival and the carnival's really starting to light up for the uh, the next month or so. So make sure you check out tazracing.com.au for everything uh, that you need to bet down in Tassie and they've got the minimum bet laws too. So you can definitely uh, get on and have a good little swing there in Tassie. All right, we uh, don't have uh, Donny via video, uh, but he filled the bag, as I said uh, last week, with uh, the moral double, $3.50, with uh, Highness and the place and King of Sparta, which was easy money. And this week he's got another one. It's uh, Eagle Farm Race 1 at number 7, and it's Dream Smart. So $4.20 at Top Sport. And I think there's a, uh, a couple of interesting runners hard in the market here that uh, – I'd be keen to oppose. And the first one here, I thought uh, Mashani Crown was only just a horse from the uh, the Les Ross yard. Uh, it's on the back of well, two weeks ago, it ran 2.3 lengths to Arabian Summer. But uh, again, a bit of a query over a strong 1200, I would have thought that horse. And then a horse that you might know a bit about, Walt is commanding artist. Um, it uh, knocked up, I think it led and got beaten forward to Parker. In uh, in a Randwick two-year-old handicap over twelve hundred meters, so it might improve from that debut performance. But at a dollar eighty, it looks like pretty well found. Yeah, I reckon they're just sort of travelling the horse to give it a bit of experience, like sort of a next prep horse. Whether he can get away with this or not, not sure. He could improve off that, or he, you know, it's a, it's a, he's, I think he's one that could go either way. So, yeah, I wouldn't be entertaining launching into a dollar ninety-five. I had a good look at the Dream Smart, and it went absolutely berserk behind the gates and sort of. It was given no chance there, ran some really solid sections. So it can improve significantly without surprising, that's for sure. And I agree, the rest of them looked pretty steady. So um, even though it, on paper it looks like it's tackling a harder race, uh, Dream Smart was well beaten its first start. It, it's a bit of a pen job and could improve out of sight. And the favourite certainly pretty shaky, only considering the odds. I wouldn't be surprised to see it win, but the odds look pretty, pretty, pretty aggressive. Mm, I just thought uh, hopefully the track doesn't fall apart and more horses scratch. Uh, this horse is on the seven-day backup. And then, as Walt mentioned, probably the biggest hurdle is hopefully they just get it in the gates mm. and this horse could jump. But I ex- could even settle a lot, lot, lot closer. It looked like a bit of a trial. That would be the key to its chances. If it mm. sort of settled closer, you'd be excited. Mm, he may have found one here, though, Donnie, so it would be exciting. All eyes tuned to race one, number seven, at uh, Eagle Farm on Saturday. And we'll see how we go. Top Sport Steamers. Uh, we've got uh, the first one here is Eagle Farm Race 4, number 5, and it's Ring of Steel. Uh, I think this horse has uh, always shown lots of potential. What a name. It <laughs> Ring of Steel. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, there was a Ring of Steel around Melbourne in the lockdown. 
But uh, this horse won like a Learjet. If you see it, go back and have a look at the replay last start. It was $1.60, but it won by five. It went like a body scored a cat that horse. So I can see why someone's just uh, launched into for 4000 And I don't think there's a lot in this race. I haven't had a good look, but a quick look. It looks pretty obvious and looks a bit of a skinny race. So uh, I think this horse will start odds on if it's not already there. 340, the tab, very generous customers. Fukabana or whatever it's called was uh, did look like it could be anything first prep um certainly a horse that could significantly improve second prep i think from memory it was a big gangly thing that did a bit wrong and then started very short and got beat second start mm. from memory but uh yeah it's probably the only other horse scary, scary horse. but no rider gate 15 do you reckon that's how um, you pronounce it fukubana what yeah. do you think it is i don't know i'm not allowed uh, to if pronounce you want me things. to say uh it the way I would say it, if it was if it, the last part of it was Nick, um, <laughs> I, I can pronounce it a different way for you. But again, pretty skinny race. If if uh, if it doesn't run, Ring of Steel will start very short. Yeah, very short. Uh, Rose Hill race five number one is Cabalist t- uh, twelve hundred at two dollars eighty. That's that's mine. As soon the, as I saw Walt twelve hundred at two eighty when I I've sent you through what off. we were betting today. Yeah, good. <laughs> well done, Nick. You sniped the two eighty. I hope you got a boost as well, dog. Definitely not my bet, but mm. uh, I'd like to take it now that Walt's declared it. Flemington race uh, three, number four, named after DK. This one, Dollar Chaser, $250 at $9. Nico, we've nearly done all of the Flemington races now. He's um, He's got back into the line in a few of his recent races. Now he gets down the straight. So it's a no Metro win race. So it's a pretty weak race. Um, yeah, I, I had a good look at him. I thought he's probably around his right price at, in that sort of grade. He doesn't look better than his rivals but with the right run he's probably suited to straight track racing he's got a big turn of four i'm not good at pronouncing names gim crack jim crack on the crack whatever smoke more crack but um this is one for you dk you can help me with the trainer of dollar chaser bill pappas aharakis billy paps that's what i just call mm. him <laughs> <laughs> BP. he runs the um isn't he the one who runs the uh annabelle stable down there Yep, he's the yeah. uh, he's the packet of man for Annabelle. Yeah, and can can find a horse too in his own. Got some ability. The last one here <clears throat> is Flemington Race Four, number one, and it's Ostma six hundred and twenty-five dollars at uh, four dollars twenty. Interesting amount there. Well, turned it up one day at Sandown. Remember, is that that horse? <laughs> oh, it, it sounds like you. You haven't forgot. No. Still got the job done. I was on. I remember. Yep. We were still collected, but uh, yeah, I think we found her in that 1200 meter that first race, and she didn't quite run to it. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I kind of thought she might be a squib off her, off her last campaign, just didn't really show mm. anything over 1200 last style. But I think she's got some ability, it's just how far she can actually run. Some interesting Sydney siders in this yeah. one. Steffi Magigetio Mag- so or whatever She's in two places in Sydney. And then Power Ballad as well, as well from uh, Bjorn. Power Ballad's definitely a squib, so it's cheap speed as well. So maybe that might set it up for Jamie. Hmm. Yeah, well, I found that. It's Steffi, whatever her name is, but I was shocked that she come up 260 or 270 yeah. or whatever she did. I thought, oh, this might be a good six or $7 chance to have a good crack at. But, yeah, they definitely did miss her. It looks a good race for her, but, um, gee, they didn't miss her. Agree, agree. Like you look at it coming out of Bathurst, it did go good, but it was that price. It was actually a better price than that at Bathurst. So, <laughs> yeah, a bit hard to step into uh, six to four at headquarters. Well, it's got a bit of the learning to fly form if you go back to the wooden stakes. So, I know one bloke who's probably still asleep, he might uh, step into that one. 
Uh, DK, uh, you fresh, you're on holidays. Has any black bookers sort of popped up? You got the blues. This is the only way to get through the blues is to back a winner. Can you find oh, us a winner? Black booker popped up tonight. So a few people, I'll give, give another one for tomorrow as well. But uh, tonight, uh, race six, shiny new deal. It's hard to miss it the other day. Um, Cranbourne got held up all the way to the wash. So uh, gets onto the open expanses of um, Packenham tonight. So It'll be hard to beat in uh, Scoots Mates Colours. And uh, tomorrow, I thought um, race one at Cranbourne, I don't know, I, I thought the market was skew if here. I thought, especially when they went up early. My, 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 my Rockefeller put a hole in the favourite last start. Um, I know they're both stepping to the 2,500, but it's had the two runs of 2,000. It's had the run at Cranbourne over 2,000. We was unlucky as well. And then it's just got beat the other day, putting three and a half links on Henry Knackers. And Ninty's in the market there too. He's none from 13. He, he has struggled to win a race ever. So I uh, thought tonight, uh, if people don't watch the show in time for tonight, tomorrow there's another one there. Race one, my Rockefeller. So shiny new deal, my Rockefeller scoot. Paul Gatt for John McArdle. Didn't know yeah. Paul, was, Paul yeah. was over there. Yeah, I'll beat the favourite home three and a half links the other day. And they put up put up $4.225. The horse that beat at home three and a half links. Well, where does that make sense? Anyway, it'll probably make sense after the race, after MD steers the other one straight past it. But anyway. Who knows? Beautiful. Oh, good to have you back, DK, and uh, good to have everyone uh, up and across the form and back fresh from holidays. Not that we have holidays, if you ask Walt, but uh, everyone's what up holidays? and about. And we did the show on the backup. I said last week, maybe we don't do the show, but we're going to just full, keep I the momentum up. Momentum. I'd made plans to put today, and <laughs> you ruined got, them. Mate, you go bowling. You've got I'm no I'm going plans. to get my hip book back in, so I had to move my appointment back. <laughs> Mate, that's a Dog. different level of sick. Play golf and then go to yes. bowl. That's why hip's, oh, hip's gone. The bet fair with the function there, Scoot, and mm-hmm. met the lovely Beck for the first time. Like, I know, like there's, you know, I'm batting way out of my class and most of us all are. <laughs> but Walt, that's that's another level. Fuck, bet how yeah, Walt's found Beck, please. Like, you know, anyway. Mate, sometimes <laughs> you get lucky. I'll tell you the story <laughs> one time. It'll be interesting. We won't tell that story on air. Yeah. <laughs> Might save it for the next stream. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a long one. <clears throat> anyway. Well, I'm sorry, there were some big one. hitters at that that night. We didn't get to didn't get to butt heads with too many of them, but there were some big names in that room. There was a big Andrew Jones and yeah. uh, Jason Scott. You had a chat to him. Hopefully, some progress was made. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a tale of two CEOs, wasn't it? Mm. You saw Jason sort of work the room, and some, uh, someone else was hiding wing. in the corner. Mm. Pot uh, plant, yeah, pot plant. Anyway, it could be the sign of the, <laughs> sign of the times or sign of things to come, but. Queensland Racing is absolutely flying. So uh, we are a Queensland Racing Show, and hopefully we found you got a couple of winners all across the uh, the East Coast, and uh, hopefully a couple on Sunday as well down in the Apple. Nico will have the early quality numbers ready for uh, whatever he does on Saturday too. He's only done. He's the best, Nico. He's He's still finding. He's sort of taken January off, and he's still just leaving all this all this gold in his uh, in his. Uh, People are bored about not not many not many shows tip at about seven venues, so. They're blowing about racing content. Scoot, I can't blow after today. Most <laughs> most joints just stick to one joint. We've given them. They've got a variety of tips. As the syndicate, that's what the syndicate does. It bets on variety of venues. So there it is. But tips on about seven venues. There you go. If you want more stuff, jump into the little birdie syndicate. We go anywhere for a winner. But uh, it'll take me about four weeks to write up the email because I think there's about thirty. <laughs> we've tipped in thirty five races. I'll put the quality numbers up. I can't do it much more, but uh, we'll definitely see you next week because it's two-year-olds and it's uh, the previews, the preludes, and something that happens at Caulfield and Nico goes bananas. So he'll be chomping on the bit, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Enjoy. Enjoy.